Hey everybody, what is going on? I cannot believe this is episode five of this podcast. We launched this podcast back in February um, and I am just so grateful and so blessed for just all the guests that I've had on the podcast and the different conversations we've had. And so today is no different. Um, you all are listening to or will get a chance to listen to me talking to Miss Layla Blueford, who is um, an active member in our community who's doing amazing things to expose our young people to other options after they graduate high school Um, and she shares some insight into just how she got there um, what kind of changed her thought process around other options other than a traditional four-year college and so um, our conversation is a little bit longer than what I typically like to do um, or to have for these podcast episodes but y'all we really had a great conversation and I think it's always good to hear from people in the community that are not academics um Um, She is a a former academic and has taught in higher education before, but she really is boots on the ground and working within the community, trying to get our young people and their families exposed to the different options that students have after they graduate high school. And so this is really exciting. I really enjoyed talking with her. I really enjoyed just sharing insight, getting a better understanding um, of her story, where she is now in her journey, um, and just how she plans to continue the work. And so I'm really excited for you all to take a listen to this. Um, so as always, please provide your feedback. Um, any questions you have, you can email us at realeducatedllc at gmail.com. That is real, R-E-E-L, educated, E-D. U-C-A-T-E-D-L-L-C at gmail.com. All right, let's jump into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome to the podcast today. I'm super excited because I have a guest on the podcast who is doing a lot of work in our community here in Mecklenburg County. And so I'm super, super glad that we were able to sit down and really have a conversation around um, skilled trades, around career and technical education, all that she's doing in the community. So I will allow her to introduce herself and just we'll go from there. Thank you for having me. Um, my name is Layla Blueford. I am the president and founder of the Catarzo Initiative Group, which is the nonprofit that hosts the annual Mama, I Don't Want to Go to College Skills and Trade Career Expo. Um, really just focus on exposing um, families, communities, um, just to opportunities outside of a four-year college mm-hmm. education, um, success without debt, um, and just really focusing taking the I guess this having to pick in high school between what college you're going to Mm -hmm. to just really what makes you happy Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. what does success look like for you and what does happiness just really look and feel like yeah yeah um so let's start with um your event that you put on every year um that has already passed this year but tell us a little bit about it how did it go um just who was there what were some of the high points highlights about it Okay, so we just wrapped up the third annual okay. Mama, I Don't Want to Go to College, Skills and Trade Career Expo. The first annual um, was February 29th, 2020. Okay. Um, and then we had the second annual November 19th of last year, and then we just did the third annual in April. And annually it will be in the spring of every um, – annually every spring right before graduation just okay. to kind of um, – 
exposed graduating seniors, even, you know, to touch on rising juniors and, um, and just anybody, because um, we ultimately want to um, expose more middle and high school students mm-hmm. as well as we expose all ages. Um, so it's not even an age limit. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have um, the Carpentry um, Union, um, Music Electrician Union. Okay. Um, we have VTran Academy. They do esthetician. Um, I think who are we? Have? We have so many different um, yeah. organizations. <laughs> yeah. We even had the um, what is it? The um, oh my gosh, I can't even think. Um, Thurgood Marshall Foundation. Okay, um, brought their um, career department. They have one side that focuses on HBCU scholarships, but they also came because um, it's blacks talent, black national black talent search. So okay. that part is focused on getting um. Black African, well, African Americans who um, are not going to college, how do we still get them in well paying jobs? Mm-hmm. And so they um, came from California to start oh, that wow. initiative. Um, and then there were a lot of different other ones. Um, we had Bates Fort Road Trade School. So um, we always have just your trade school programs. Your um, We like to reach out to community colleges, mm-hmm. um, any type of apprenticeship. So mm-hmm. those are the focus, the things that we that I myself didn't know before doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, that were op- there were opportunities out there that pay very well mm-hmm. um, and lead to where, you know, that, that pay while you're training for the most part. A lot of them are mm-hmm. paid training programs, but ultimately they are going, leading to economic mobility yeah. and being able to um, just have success and not have the debt part. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about your background and just like how did you get to this point where you're hosting annual events with the title "Mama, I Don't Want to Go to College." Okay, <laughs> um, it's my my journey here has been. I guess I was designed for a time like this. Um, okay. I was really created for a time such as this. Um, even to go back to my high school, um, I was in high school and I was lost. I didn't think I was. I knew I wasn't going to college. I was. Mm-hmm. Um, High school, my mom was a single mom. She, um, I think she has an associate degree. Um, I just, college was never something I knew I was going to go and do. Um, and so I just acted a fool in high school. Mm-hmm. Graduated mm-hmm. with this 1.67 because I was just in high school like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm there. Right. Um, but there were certain things in high school. And I look back, I like I love my keyboarding classes. That's mm-hmm. when we used to learn how to, you had to learn to type. Mm-hmm. And so I, I love keyboarding classes. So even then I was able to, when I graduated high school, even though I graduated with this 1.67 GPA. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely wasn't going to buy the college. Right. I have this 1.67 GPA and I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could type, so I could go do um, data entry jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I never had to take a um, minimum wage job, even straight out of high school, because I had a trade. Like I can go work at a call center. Um, so I was able to do certain things like that. Um, after I had my third daughter, I ended up finding a program because I was in and out of community colleges, just lost in plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ended up finding I was going to do. I wanted to be a nurse um, at the time, um, and someone found this program. It was a um, little jewel in Columbia, South Carolina at the time. Mm-hmm. They was like, you know, um, preferred health education. She's a nurse. She's been given an opportunity to pretty much like an apprenticeship. Um, mm-hmm. Three weeks, you can get your medical assistant. Another four weeks, you can become a phlebotomist. So I ended up um, at the time, I, that's what I ended up doing. Okay. And it put me in a position that with those certificates, yeah. <laughs> just a it was less than a month and a half. I had two certificates that allowed me to walk into doctor's offices mm. and now work as a medical assistant. Now I have great benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those opportunities, um, you know, it got me to Charlotte. Um, and then I ended up was like, oh, I need something else. I need more money. I need to make more money. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only thing that could come to me was you got to go to college. 
Mm. And so I ended up going to John C. Smith to be a so I actually graduated from Central Piedmont because I had been going to, I just been playing at the community college. And okay. Eventually it was like, but I, even then I got to explore so many different things. Like mm-hmm. I was going to do paralegal. I was doing computer technology. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it didn't come with a debt. Um, and I did get to explore, you know, mm-hmm. so I, I do find, I see the value in a community college because I was lost, didn't know what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, so just being able to say, hey, I'm going to go here. So eventually when I sat down with somebody, she was like, at this point, you just get a, Associates in arts transfer and go mm-hmm. to a four year degree. Gotcha. At this point, you done been in do else here. <laughs> so I did do that and end up um, transferring to Johnson C. Smith, getting mm-hmm. my bachelor's in social work, going to get my master's in social work, um, and even pursued my doctorate in social work up until okay. two classes away from it. And I was like, I'm done. I, I don't want any more school. Um, mm-hmm. But I was already I was teaching at Johnson C. Smith for years. Um, I was an adjunct professor, education, education, education. That's my mm-hmm. daughters. They knew the they knew the loyalty song at John C. Smith because they was at the college so mm-hmm. much with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so my daughters, that's all we did was college. So it's like, what college you gonna go to? What college yeah. you gonna go to? They were yeah. in programs in high school. Um, that were doing college tours, which is how um, in middle school, in middle school they did the college tours. That's how my oldest ended up in middle school when she went to App State. She's like, I'm going okay. to App State. So okay. she's App State all through high school. Mm-hmm. That was her focus. Mm-hmm. Um, my middle one, when she went to, she went to A&T homecoming with Girl Scouts during her middle school. So then she came back and she's like, I'm going to A&T. I'm going to be an yeah. Aggie. Yeah. She's sold. So she, they're focused in high school because they sold on something in middle school. Mm-hmm. And they were like, I got to get out of high school and I I got to focus to get to the other side. Mm-hmm. Well, my middle one, my oldest actually went in 2016. And I, I, at the time, I didn't pay attention, but she she was an honor student in high school because mm-hmm. um, she graduated with some type of certificate as well, some hospitality and tourism certificate okay. and her high school diploma. So she was an honor student in high school. When she got to college, she wasn't on a student anymore. <laughs> okay. She was failing. And, I, you know, all this time I'm like, what's going on with the grades? What's going on with the grades? Like, you know, get it together. Um, so needless to say, she was there over four years. Um, the middle went on, got ready to go. And it was my youngest. Um, mm-hmm. Her 11th grade year, she started kind of rebelling. But her senior year, she really started rebelling. She started having a mental health crisis. Mm. And it was at that point, and she was a great student going up. Um, mm-hmm. She was smart. She was just everything. But all of a sudden, she did this whole U-turn. And eventually, I realized she didn't want to go to college. Mm. And because I never created the space in my household to say, Mom, I don't want to go to college. Mm. All she said in my household is penance from Johnson C. Smith, from the University of South Carolina. She see App State and UN, um and um a and T. So all you see is penance. All you see is my college degrees mm-hmm. up, and all you hear me saying is what college we're going to. And she didn't want that. Mm-hmm. And so she, her, at her behavior, eventually, I was like, "It's me. Mm. My child can't say, Mom, I don't want to go to college mm. <laughs> in my household." Yeah. And so that was when I started. I was like, "Okay, she don't want to go to college." So around 2019, that's when I really started. Like, well, what's out here? She don't want to go to college mm-hmm. because at the time I was like, "Okay, well, if you're not going to college, what you gonna do? Because you gonna do something when you graduate." <laughs> and this, uh, hey, what's that talk? Like, what we yeah. doing? Because you getting up out of here and you yeah. got to do this. Yeah. And so she's yeah. like, "I'm gonna be a barber," and I'm like, "But you don't have no." Clippers, like you, yeah. never, you know, it's not like back in the days when you got a child that's into something and they cutting everybody's hair yeah. in the school. That wasn't going on in my house, so I'm yeah. like, you don't even own no clippers. So then she's like, well, um, I'll just go be a truck driver, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, you don't even drive, so you don't know if you're gonna like driving. Right, so right. that might not be an option. Right. And so it was at that point that I'm like, okay, let me see what's out here. Mm-hmm. 
And so I would start digging and doing research, and it was hard to find certain things. And so then it hit me, if I, if I am as resourceful as I am, I'm one of the most resourceful person that most people know in their life. They're like, I'm going to mm-hmm. call Layla, she's going to figure. Mm-hmm. And if I'm having a hard time finding this opportunity, mm-hmm. what about the other parents? That, mm-hmm. you know, when your child is, you're like, no, you got to go to college because you don't even know where this other stuff is at. Mm-hmm. And so then it was like, okay, I need to put together. Um, so I, well, before I started that, I would go, um, I would go to some of CMS's trade programs. So when they would do the, um, cause I had been going to HBCU fairs and college fairs. And so they were all nice and decorated all nice. And mm-hmm. it's all nice. You welcome in. Mm-hmm. You got, they got the band. It's all fun. Mm-hmm. But when I would go to the trade, the CTE um, job fairs, it wasn't that. Yeah. It was like, what is this? Yeah. Um, they were bringing the kids that really didn't want to be there. Yeah. And then the kids that needed to be there, um, they, were, they weren't bringing them from school. Um, so then it became, there's a disconnect. And the kids that could benefit, they aren't coming. Right. Um, but it was it was it wasn't well put together. The opportunities that were presented there weren't the best, and so mm-hmm. I'm like, this isn't something that it, it left me to where this can't be it, right? Um, right, because this is, gives me nothing to help my daughter, right? And right. so in that journey, I started digging really deep, started finding all these things. Um, and it just when I was like, I'm just gonna put together a career mm-hmm. fair. Um, I wanted, I didn't want to be connected with the school because the one of the things I also realized if a troubled youth is in school, they mm-hmm. they don't have a great relationship with mm-hmm. the school. Mm-hmm. So you know, I want the ones that don't know about trades until they get out of prison. Mm-hmm. I want the families. I'm like, because I know if a child's behavior is bad and they're getting kicked out. That parent don't have a good relationship. Mm-hmm. She don't want nothing to do with that school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted something in the community, um, and we did it the first year. We, last CIAA weekend on mm-hmm. a Saturday, mm-hmm. they were like, no, nobody's going to come. Had over 300 people show up. Oh, wow. And that's when I realized they want this. Yeah. Um, and so we, the first year we did a panel and had um, youth. I wanted a panel that talked just to youth. I wanted youth that did not want to go to college on there. And at this day, February 29, 2020, my daughter that had been in App State for about four, going on her fifth year, she's like, oh, I want to get on the panel. And I'm looking at her like, what you mean? You want to get on the panel? <laughs> you supposed <laughs> to be graduated. Yeah, like, what you mean? Yeah, and yeah. she's like, she gets up there and she's like, I hate college. Wow. And I'm sitting there because this is my first time hearing it. Mm-hmm. Because then I'm like, okay, um, I never even provide an opportunity for my daughter that's at college to say, Mom, I tried this, mm. but this ain't for me. Mm-hmm. The only thing I've ever been concerned about was when we coming out of here, what's these grades, get these grades together and let's make it happen. Um, and for the first time I heard my child say in front of a room full of people, I hate college. Mm-hmm. Um, but I stay, I'm staying because I don't want to go in the military. Mm. So then I'm like, well, that sucks because there are other opportunities. Yeah. Um, and so at that point she did tell me she wanted to be a doula. And, you know, I think, you know, I realized in hindsight we send most of our students to college based on 14 and 13-year-old dreams of mm-hmm. themselves. And when mm-hmm. they evolve and they become these 20-year-olds mm-hmm. and they get to college, mm-hmm. that's not what they want anymore. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so she um, she ended up going back. I was like, well, you know, you don't have to go back, you know, if you want. But I think at that point she stuck between I've come this far right. and I can't drop out because what are people going to say? Right. Um, and so then that became so she's there and she's on medication because she's depressed and she mm-hmm. hates it. Like mm-hmm. she was really miserable mm-hmm. at college. Mm-hmm. And I think back even to t- teaching at Johnson C. Smith, the number of students that are miserable at college, mm-hmm. but they can't come home because mm-hmm. they got to make it. And then it's this pressure that mm-hmm. I need you to be the first college generation mm-hmm. student or I, I need you to go make it and mm-hmm. you gotta make it so you can make mama proud and mm-hmm. stuff and so 
there are a lot of individuals on college campuses that aren't happy. Yeah. Um, but I need to stay here because of the pressure. Yeah. Um, and then when I look at the statistics, secondly, the cause of death on a college campus is suicide. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, actually, I literally just gave my daughter because I realized I had to apologize to her. So literally, my oldest, maybe about a two or three weeks ago, I finally told her, like, look, you don't have to go back because she's been out. She got one class left and mm-hmm. she's been stressed about how do I go and finish. And I'm like, mm-hmm. look, you don't have to finish mm-hmm. it. Um, you know what they're going to say? You don't owe me it. I got enough college degrees for everybody mm-hmm. in here. Um, you know, so if that's not mm-hmm. what you want, I want you to be happy at this mm-hmm. point. I don't want you to be somewhere that you got to take medicine mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, I want you to be somewhere based on your happiness. And so gratefully, she was able to, thanks to Johnson C. Smith for certification program, she's able to say she's a birth doula and she mm-hmm. has a childbirth educator. Mm-hmm. It's the happiest I've seen my child since mm-hmm. she left for college in 2016. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, seven years later. Yeah. She is finally happy. Like, it yeah. was like a, a cloud came off her. And yeah. I'm like, no. Um, even ordered her a shirt that says, proud college dropout. Mm-hmm. And I'm the proud mom of a mm-hmm. college dropout. Um, so that was, you know, there's so many different layers to it that we yeah. have to unpack. Because, you know, even with my daughter, I realized with my youngest, when she graduated high school, I didn't want anybody to ask me what she was going to do. Mm. Um, because I really didn't want to tell anybody that mm. she wasn't going to college Mm -hmm. um you know i wasn't going to be able to say we're going to do this college tour and Mm -hmm. i'm moving her in on college Mm -hmm. day Mm -hmm. and you know there's no registry for this student that's not doing that there's no surrounding to really congratulate the student that don't want to go yeah to college yeah yeah no i mean listen (laughs) you talking good i listen to you talk you hit on so many things i think the the question that sticks out to me right now is like, how did you get there as a parent to allow your daughters the space? Cause even I'm sure listening to them talk, right. Mm-hmm. You know, your daughter, while you're planning a program who's are in college and she should, should be graduating soon tells you, I hate college or says on the stage, I hate college. Like, how do you, how do you as a parent get to a place where you're able to accept their decisions, even though, and and then also knowing that you're not going to be able to brag in in the certain way that other parents mm-hmm. brag. It took a while. Like I said, with my oldest, that was February 29th, 2020, mm-hmm. when she said that. And I heard her. Um, it wasn't until three weeks ago. And we're in 2023. So mm-hmm. it took me three years to be able to accept that. Okay. And to be able to finally, because, you know, it was one of those, even with her, because people knew she went to college. Yeah. You know, they knew I bragged about moving her in mm-hmm. and, you know, her getting her own, getting an apartment off campus. So they knew that. Mm-hmm. They just never knew she didn't graduate. Mm-hmm. They never knew what was going on mm-hmm. all this time. Mm-hmm. And so maybe about a month, within the last month, I finally made a post. Mm-hmm. My daughter's not graduating. Mm-hmm. My daughter's a proud dropout and I'm mm-hmm. a proud college dropout, mm-hmm. mom of a college dropout. Mm-hmm. My daughter decided college wasn't for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to tell her I was proud that you tried. Mm-hmm. Um, but to get to where I'm able to own that, mm-hmm. it, had, it had to be almost like a rebel. Like, you know mm-hmm. what, I'm going against it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And, you know, it was at that moment. I even had to apologize to my daughters because, like I told them, I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. I pushed on you what was pushed on me. Right. What's been, you know, what's just been handed down traditionally even Mm -hmm. though it might have not been said it was Mm -hmm. implied all Mm -hmm. these years and so I built bought into that and like I told him you know I I am thankful 
you know, even though that was a journey in itself with my daughter and the, you know, I'm like, I had no problems out all my daughters and then I have mm-hmm. this one that's all of a sudden giving me issues. Um, so I'm thankful that she didn't go with the flow. Right, right. I'm thankful that she like, nah, this is not it. Yeah. <laughs> I want something different. Yeah. Um, and so just to be able to say that and I realized the more I spoke my truth, the more other parents started opening it up because yeah. even my daughter that's at A&T she's like well you know what I might be a college dropout too because I don't <laughs> quite like it here and I'm like huh and so even in um in an Aggie mom group I posted like I was like look I don't know if my daughter's going to go back um and she may be a dropout but I'm more happy about her mental health and the number of parents that were in my inbox like I'm dealing with that because I see this with my child mm. and I don't, and it's that shame and that stigma. And so being able to say that, like, oh, my gosh, I needed to hear this. Like, you know, I've been praying and I'm struggling in silence because of Mm -hmm. that stigma. And so it just really makes me have to really speak out more because it's like, you know, me opening up and saying this is it. Mm -hmm. Other parents are more parent, they're able to accept that Mm -hmm. there's so many different other things. We don't have to put force them in these two buckets. (laughs) Like we can really, and I think when we did the, um, what was it, 100 Black 100 Women? Black men. Mm-hmm. We did. I remember you saying, like, it needs to be more about, because the first thing they asked in high school, you know, when they come, well, what you want to be? What, what, you, what school what you, you wanna, going yeah. to? You what know, you want to, the question I had is, what do you want to be when you grow up? I don't know. I haven't, I don't know everything that's out there. Yeah, but not only that, they asked, what school you going to? What school to? you going yeah, to? Yeah, we're going to, and you know, and I, I remember you saying something about it needs to be more of what problem do you want to mm-hmm. solve? And when we get there, we do. You know, I realized my daughter, the black maternal death rates mm-hmm. is what problem she wants to solve. Mm-hmm. That's why she's like, let me go be a birth doula. Yeah. Um, and I realized that. Now, my um, youngest, she's just out here living her best life, signing up for apprenticeships, exploring mm-hmm. trades. She mm-hmm. has an HVAC tech. She's mm-hmm. She did wrote to hire and mm-hmm. she did um, business analysts. And I think she's getting ready to do cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. Um, but she she's loving it and watching her because, I mean, she was – She's been inpatient a few times before I did Mom, I Don't Want to Go to College. Mm-hmm. And that's what that was, I think, it for me is because do I want to push my child mm-hmm. to death by suicide mm-hmm. because I, because she got to fit in this? Mm-hmm. No, she don't. Like, and then, you know, when I start really, and it was a process because I hear I am, I'm in these college. This is what yeah, I did. I was proud yeah, of my college yeah, degrees. Yeah. Um, you know, I taught at a college. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm still connected to a lot of people in the academia world. Um, but then I have to say, it's more. Yeah. Um, and then I have, I'm a social worker. I have a master's in social work. But my job is insurance broker. I went and got life insurance um, mm-hmm. license. I have a health insurance license. Mm-hmm. I have a Medicare. I make more money off of my insurance license than I've ever made with my degrees. Mm-hmm. So then I have to say, yeah. Um, yeah. I got those licenses in less than two weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've made more money in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's been a lot to unpack because I had to realize that it wasn't about me. Mm-hmm. It's about them. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know, and all I want to do is support them to be happy mm-hmm. um, and not, you know, think I have to parent and I need you to do this to mm-hmm. say I was a good parent. No, mm-hmm. I've done well. And if you, and just for you to be able to find your happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like I said, to watch my daughter just explore. She's like, I might go do welding. I might go mm-hmm. do this. Mm-hmm. And I love it because I'm like, you know what? That was me. I was like, yeah. in my twenties, when I was doing community college, I was in I was this, I'm this week. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, what you doing this week? I kept on mm-hmm. until I found what I loved. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's like you say, 
how do you know what you're going to be at 16? Mm-hmm. How do you know what you're going to be at 17? Mm-hmm. Um, but when we, you know, we do, we send kids off to college and it's like, oh, I can't wait to see you in four years when you cross when that. You, right, um, right. You and know, we but, never talk to them about what's going to happen after college. Well, even if you get here and college didn't for you. Yeah. You um, never open the door to say you can come back home yeah, and we can figure and it out. Yeah, we can figure something outside. Yeah. And that conversation is missing from yeah. our communities, you mm-hmm. know. It's that, you know, and that's why even this year, I'm in, I'm in three weeks, July the 9th, we're doing a, um, and we're going to do it virtual. We're going to do it in Charlotte, but I realize it's so much bigger than Charlotte right now. But I ended up, um, we're going to do a what they going to say, like Angel Reese, LSU, okay. so what they going to say. So what they okay. going to say, my life after high school decision. Yeah. Day, um, a signing day virtually for youth that aren't, for high, graduating seniors that aren't going to um that aren't going to a four-year degree mm-hmm. or to a four-year university in um, in the fall. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've met people like one lady I um, met somewhere, and she was saying that her son is going to be a plumber. He's doing mm-hmm. a plumber apprenticeship. Um, he was going to go to college, but he's going to. So she said when she posted that her son was a plumber and doing an apprenticeship, mm-hmm. people were surprised that she posted that because mm-hmm. we're only used to being able to brag about yeah this college they're going to this school they're mm-hmm. going to that school but you know even though the community college has so much value like oh that school the trade they're going mm-hmm. to the trade school mm-hmm. around the community college and mm-hmm. it's like but it's a college it's yeah. a, you know it's a career it has opportunity but we've taken the value off of yeah. that and created stigma and mm-hmm. if you don't go this route versus just letting them explore and, and having mm-hmm. a journey how do we remove that stigma when we think about the black community specifically? How do we get people to understand when we talk about economic mobility, it's going to take everything, everybody, every mm-hmm. type of job to really help move a people forward? What would you say is is maybe the or a solution to get people to understand that? Well, one thing I do is I am glad that the mom I don't want to go to college brand is growing because the more people hear it, the more people are like, wait a minute, what is she doing? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I start having more parents like, what you got going on over here? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it starts intriguing, which is why I do the name mom I don't want to go to college. Mm-hmm. I know there was some um, talk, a lot of community colleges, like she says college. I'm like, yeah, I say college because within African-American community college, when we say college, we're talking about the four-year university. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not talking about Community, community college, college mm-hmm. even though they both are colleges, mm-hmm. but our verbiage and lingo is going to be college, and I'm talking about this four year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm like, you know, but because, and even when they say why well, it says mama, I was like, because usually mama is the one mm-hmm. that you got to convince. Mm-hmm. Mama is the one that you got to buy in. The dad mm-hmm. could care less. I mean, I did just meet one dad, and he said, well, you probably need to say, daddy, I don't want to go to college. <laughs> but very rarely do I hear it being a dad. It's usually mm-hmm. the mom mm-hmm. that is the the one that you got to you know what you mean you're going to be, you know, because mm-hmm. I was that mom. Mm-hmm. Well, what you going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why it does say mom. But, the, t- the t- you know, like I tell people, the, the name is just to catch your attention. So yeah. now we're going to have conversation. Yeah. Um, and so just in doing that, even in doing the, um, you know, even in doing the signing day to give parents, you know, like let's get your kids. Get your kids a career signing day kit. Set up and get your family and friends in there, and you start one family at a ho- one household at a time. Get on there and say, "Hey, the same way we decorate for them to say this is their yeah. decision day when it comes to let's do that for the kids that's yeah. graduating." You know, because I think it takes that, but it does take conversation. You got to have mama there, mm-hmm. um, which is another reason. I took the mom I don't want to go to college out of the school, took the career fast like I had to go in the communities because yeah. I'm like it doesn't even do enough if even if the child that needs the community college, that needs a trade, that sees the electrician program, they enjoy it, 
But then when they go home and they tell mama, oh, my gosh, I want to go. I'm going to be Oh, yeah. She said, what you mean? You don't go sit down about one here right. that because she wasn't there. Exactly. And so that was another reason I'm like, you got to bring the family together. Mm-hmm. Um, together. I need the mom and the family there mm-hmm. so that the mom can see her child light mm-hmm. up. Then the mom can ask those questions that give her reservations because, you know, what we don't know, we don't know. Right, right. Um, you know, and I, I'm still learning about so many mm-hmm. different careers mm-hmm. um like i mean i'm like oh i didn't know what that is and mm-hmm. you know i'm still even when they reached out and they were talking about an elevator mechanic mm-hmm. like oh i didn't think about elevator mechanic mm-hmm. but like you said we got to have a balance of both mm-hmm. um you can't just have everybody college educated mm-hmm. especially when and then a black community because if everybody is college educated that means none of us have skills mm-hmm. and if none of us have skills then when our hvac systems mm-hmm. go out and we're building houses mm-hmm. we're building houses depending on another community mm-hmm. to come in which means you depending on their prices mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's those type of things that, and like I said, I'm not anti-college. I am anti the student loan debt. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, even then I also look at ways that like how, you know, if you're going to go to college, Mm -hmm. how do you do it where it's not putting Mm -hmm. you in debt? Because Mm -hmm. then, yeah, you have a college degree, you got a bunch of certificates, but like me, I got over 150,000 student Mm -hmm. loan debt. Yeah. And you only want to forgive 10,000. I can't. <laughs> like, what am I going to do? Like, so I, that ain't, I don't even know if that's going to go Yeah, through. that's, you know, so, you know, and it, and then when you look at the, the balance of student loan debt, it's African Americans that are in poverty yeah. that, that suffer the worst with yeah. the student loan debt. Like, yeah. you know, and then we can't buy houses. Um, because now we got student loan debt, so you own paper, um, but you own your house in paper. Yeah. Um, you know what? Other cultures don't have that type of yeah. student loan debt. Um, and so it becomes how do we really, like you said, the economic mobility, but yeah. we are going to need skills and trade. Yeah. Um, and then when I look at it, who's dominating a community, mm-hmm. who's dominating this HVAC and skills mm-hmm. and trade job, okay, so that means there's money there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up because I think, like, when we talk about economic workforce development or impact and all that kind of stuff, we never really marry the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't really understand that we're, what we talk to our children about and how we describe jobs to them mm-hmm. really helps paint the picture on whether or not it's a worthy profession, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so many of our – so I'm a history lover, um, which is why my dissertation was designed the way it was. And I think back to, like, so many of – when we think about black wealth, it all was – based on the trades Mm -hmm. Tulsa was based on the trades a lot of the different Wilmington had a booming um you know community that was black owned Mm -hmm. um that was destroyed um Wilmington North Carolina that was destroyed but a lot of those people were masons and you did have dentists and doctors but they were also shoe shiners or whatever the the Mm -hmm. skill or the trade of that day was that was needed for people to survive we were the ones doing that and to your point you know especially where we live here in Charlotte Construction is like the the main industry, yep. aside from finance and banking, where we need people to work. But if I tell my child that HVAC is for them or plumbing is for them, I can only give my money to the person that mm-hmm. has the company. And all the time, mm-hmm. when I call a company, that person doesn't look like me. Mm-hmm. And then I think the other piece of like all of this, especially about community, is we talk about ownership. Mm-hmm. So we want entrepreneurs. But we only think on. I get a little frustrated because we only think entrepreneurs in one area most of the time, right? Apparel, uh, writing a book, um, 
I don't know what else coaching therapy. coaching <laughs> like yeah therapy mm-hmm. but you can own your own HVAC company or plumbing company or your own electrical company because there are a lot of black people that own homes right yeah. and we need people to come and we would gladly give our money to those individuals but the, we don't have people in our community that have those skills mm-hmm. so I'm glad yeah, that very few very, very few. few and the other thing about that we miss when we take skills and trades out like you said historically that was what our families did and so also with that if your granddad was a brick mason he taught your dad brick mason Mm -hmm. so your dad was there during the daytime with it when you own those type of things you can teach a trade to your family um when i ride through and i see hispanics building houses Mm -hmm. they got the little eight-year-old out there yeah um you know even just maybe two weeks ago i have um, one of my close friends um and she has no college degree and one of the things i'm also realizing is the most financially stable people right now have no college degree (laughs) facts um she doesn't have a college degree um, but she owns about 21 rental properties that she's accumulated over the last 21 years. She's in the process of building her dream house with no mortgage that she's paying for brick by brick. Wow. And um, one, and she's building it in the hood, so things she didn't move out of the community, mm-hmm. so she's building it there. But she's using a black-owned um, construction company. Mm. Um, and so a few weekends ago when I stopped by, um, the, the young, it was a young boy. Um, he was in his early 20s. And so because I've done this, my mom, I'm like, oh, and he was driving a little, some little, little sheen on the um, thing. Mm-hmm. And he was working on a Saturday. Looked like he's in his early 20s and he's smoking his little cigarette and pants sagging. Mm-hmm. Um, he could have been anywhere on the Saturday, but mm-hmm. he was on the work site. And so I stopped him. I was like, well, you know, how long have you been doing this? And because his dad has been in construction all his life, he mm-hmm. said, I was doing the houses since I was five. Yeah. And I was like, oh. And I was telling him, I was like, you know, I do this that says, you know, mom, I don't want to go to college. And he was like, I dropped out of high school. Mm. I was like, oh, because high school, and you know, so even then, a lot of our black boys, which mm-hmm. is why they're getting out of, they're getting kicked out, is because the education system isn't designed for black males. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they don't learn that way. And mm-hmm. so... Um, they really, you know, we really have to go back because there's a level of mentorship and other things that come with skills and trade. And when yeah. you're doing that with your uncle and your, yeah. you know, even if it's not your uncle, even if it's the man down the street that has a car lot that mm-hmm. can teach you to work on cars, those were skills that, you know, coming up in the 80s and stuff, is a, that's what kept the community. Mm-hmm. That's what molded and mm-hmm. built character and leadership. Mm-hmm. That's missing. Yeah. Well, I... I'm interested to get your opinion on how do you think we got to this place of where we're like poo-pooing all those other trades or all those other or even looking at people side eye when they don't go to college. Like, how do we get there to where it's us versus them? It's the college bound versus everybody else. (laughs) I'm still trying to figure that out. (laughs) Um, But I understand division is what keeps this world going. We got to keep you divided on something. Yeah. Um, I also... The social worker in me and that other part that understands institutional racism knows mm-hmm. that it wasn't by design. Mm-hmm. It's not by happenstance that, because um, when I was in high school, we had skills and trade mm-hmm. programs. It's not by happenstance that the skills and trade programs have come out of the schools mm-hmm. and that they're now introduced to you when you go to prison. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not by happenstance mm-hmm. because, and that's another part of the mom I don't want to college when I realized that, like, oh, so you've taken skills and trade programs out of our high schools mm-hmm. where they could have gotten it at 18 and mm-hmm. 19 and 17 and 16, but you'll give it to them when they go in jail and mm-hmm. you're ready to come in. We're going to come in and teach you a trade. You mm-hmm. know, and when I think of the guys that I grew up with that might've gotten in trouble over the years and went to prison, they got out 
and they're doing trades. Mm-hmm. So you had to go to school. You had to go to prison, mm-hmm. get in the criminal justice system mm-hmm. just for us to tell you it's okay to do Because mm-hmm. now we welcome you to get a right, trade. Right, right. You know, and it's kind of, we're happy that you yeah. got this trade. Right. But why couldn't we be happy at it when you were, when he was 16 or 17? Yeah. Why did he have to get in trouble? Right. Um, because even when I look at a lot of hustlers, guys mm-hmm. that are selling drugs, it's all about being able to take care of their family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If a skill or trade can do that. Right. You can still take that because that's great work ethic. It yeah. takes a lot of work ethic to stand somewhere and right. have to sell something to right. you make what you need. Right. You can take that same work ethic right. and get a legit check, but yeah. you don't tell them about it until right. they, you know, their probation officer. Hey, go see this. Yeah. You know, that's when we're ready to send you to the Urban League. Yeah. That's when we're ready to send you to Goodwill for some. But you got you're a felon. Yeah. We shouldn't have to be felons. That's a good it. observation. I mean, we we know those things, but for you to say it out loud, as far as like where the trades are found. Um, I think is is very 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 interesting because you're right. You know, students. I mean, people go to prison and then it's like, well, you can you can do this trade, <laughs> and it's like, well, to your point, if they had told me that back then or had even introduced me to it, then I wouldn't have felt like I had to do this. I had to do this. <laughs> I was going to survive yeah. doing this. And it, it's almost like as a black people, we have to redefine what the American dream is for yeah. us mm-hmm. because the American dream is whitewashed in the sense that college is a part of that college marriage house two two what two children two and a half kids a white picket fence and you know it's okay if it doesn't look that way and mm-hmm. we have to tell our our community that it's okay mm-hmm. if it doesn't look look that way well even over the it's evolved the last 20 years because that's not even american dream because most of their kids are doing apprenticeships they are and they aren't going in debt and they so are. then it's like you know, I'm like, why am I just finding out about apprenticeship in my, when I'm 40 years old? Yeah. Like, paid? Like, when my yeah. daughter, like, when I, my daughter sat there with Road to Hire and she got paid $500 a week to sit. And so it wasn't even like she's trying to multitask. Yeah. You know, I didn't have to, you know, just that financial that economic mobility there. Because not only does is it the student loan debt that the student graduates with. Mm-hmm. You also got to go look at what it takes for that parents, that financial impact that it does to the black family while your child is in school for oh, four yeah. years. And not to mention, you know, so I'm paying, you know, tuition. Some, you know, I, I know parents that are on payment plans. So you're mm-hmm. kicking out money here. Mm-hmm. You're on the payment plan. And then there's no housing anymore. So mm-hmm. now they're in apartments. So mm-hmm. now you're paying for. So what does that do to our, you know, what does that do long term mm-hmm. when the other, this other student, they went to, um, they went and did an apprenticeship. Yeah. So in four years, they they've made they've been able to be self sufficient over yeah. the years. So their parents have had to pay for two housing and yeah. pay for all of this. They've been getting paid, earning mm-hmm. money, earning while they were learning. Mm-hmm. And four years from now, when you when they coming out and you done spent all this money over the years, mm-hmm. they've had they've been able to stack their money. Their mm-hmm. family, their parents haven't been financially invested mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's true. Mm-hmm. That's very very true. I will say, like, when I've been in the community and when I was working at the college before and when I would talk to parents about these opportunities, you would think that I was cursing them out. Mm-hmm. You would think that I was, you know, I don't know, psychologically telling them that their kid was worthless if I suggested that they do anything else other than go to college. One of the things I used to tell um, parents and students a lot who wanted to do, they wanted to become doctors. Great. That's a great profession. We need more black doctors. We really do. And all the different lanes that you can get, you know, when it comes to being a doctor. But I would tell them, why don't you come to the community college? Because med school is going to be, what, six six years of schooling and then your residency. So you're going to have to do 
community college or you got to do four years of college and do six more years anyway Mm -hmm. so why don't you get your first two years with us and then while you're there while you're getting your transfer courses become an emt Mm -hmm. and they thought that that was less than i'm like well at the age of 18 you could start making 42 to 50 54 um, or 45 thousand dollars as an emt and not only does that set you up for success because you are able to work as you work Mm -hmm. as you earn but you're also able to get those hours, those clinical hours that make you more um, credible mm-hmm. on your med school application because you have hands-on experience. Mm-hmm. And so many students don't want to do that. I have a lot of people I know that are at our four-year schools that are there nursing. And I'm like, okay, great. Use that summer to come get your EMT or paramedic. Do Because th- then you can decide right now, right then and there, you want to be in the trenches and you want to know what it's really like to work in these hosp- hospitals. They get it firsthand. You can do everything as an EMT. Deliver a baby, fix somebody's broken leg, like all the above. Um, but it's just that thought process of, like, that linear focus of I have to do it. I can't step. If I step out of this lane, then mm-hmm. my child is never going to come back, and therefore <laughs> they're going to be an embarrassment to the family. Yeah. yeah. And it it even happens even with teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, there was not too long ago um, I was volunteering with a group um, from the school and um, I was telling them about the April 29th date of mom I don't want to go to college mm. and they were some graduating seniors and so I was like hey you know I got this event coming up you know y'all can share with your friends or you can come on out you don't know what mm-hmm. and the lady stopped me and she said let me stop you because these students oh, are yeah. smart <laughs> they are going oh, yeah. to college and I was yeah. like wow okay um, and so if that's the mentality, mm-hmm. so you, you, these students, it's these versus them. Yeah. And it's even in school. And so, you know, even when I think back to myself, like, that is 1.67. I'm sure teachers, like, to even say I made it to college um, mm-hmm. was something like, who, her? Mm-hmm. Um, but I found out at one point that I was really smart. Mm-hmm. I'm really educated. Um, but I had to find what was passionate mm-hmm. for me. And I realized that, well, what would happen had I found out that I might have liked it? insurance back when I was in middle yeah. school. Yeah. Then I would have been focused in high school because the kids that focus in high the students that focus in high school are students that usually want to go to college. Mm. Or want to go to the military because mm-hmm. I gotta get through this to get yeah. to the next one. I gotta yeah. get high grades yeah. um so to get to the next one. Um and so we push them in there and that's all we have. I even have uh, one of my close friends, um her and her husband are both college graduates and her oldest son that's in, going to middle school, he wants to go to college and her younger son um was like he didn't want to go to college and she said she had to have a conversation because the older son was like what are you gonna be a bum because mm-hmm. you got to go to college and she's like no no, no. you don't yeah. like and you know and she even said she's like I, um, I always hate that I end up never able to attend to bring them to the mom I don't want to go to college because she was like at that moment she realized that even in her household right it's been the same right. you know conversation or you know even not really it's been just really implied so even then we think oh I've never said that they had to go right but I've never exposed it's, to anything else yeah. it's what um, we push we push i mean it. not only do we push it because i was like you know how many i i was i did a bunch of skilled um college fairs with my girls mm-hmm. you know encourage them on every college tour go take this college tour mm-hmm. um because i remember when she was in sixth grade i think they went to um spellman and i mm-hmm. was happy because that she was i bought a spellman paraphernalia mm-hmm. um but see that was the other thing there was no pride in not going to college yeah. like you know i'm like you can get i can get an aggie mom shirt mm-hmm. i can get this shirt mm-hmm. i'm like i don't have a you know i can put up all of this and so even in i just realized that it's something that's 
I, I don't know. We have so far to go. Yeah, we do. Um, it's just it's puzzling because, and you know, I guess it's even sad because it's like, how do we get out of here? Yeah. Um, because it's it's going nowhere. Um, yeah. You know, it's not doing us the best justice because, like mm-hmm. I said, if the second leading cause of death on our college campus. Mm-hmm. Is suicide. Mm-hmm. What does that say about the mm-hmm. mental health on the college campus? Mm-hmm. You know, and if your mental health then right on the college campus, how happy are you? Right, right. <laughs> you know, and then yeah. I think about the people that I know that have college degrees. Mm-hmm. Most of them are like, oh, I got to work another job. Mm-hmm. I got this. And it's like, mm-hmm. I didn't go to college to work two and three two jobs. And three jobs yeah. Like, the purpose of college was you told me I go to college I can and I was, I can get, I'm make some money. And even then, like, my daughter the, with her business analyst apprenticeship, she can start eighty seven, ninety thousand. I'm like, wait a minute, I yeah. never got offered that yeah. with my MSW. Yeah. Um and so yeah. even then I'm like when she started, you know, I know I'm I'm in a bunch of social work, I had some social work mentees and the number of them that were when they were graduating, the low paying jobs. And so then I'm like, we're pushing our kids to college and there is no there is nothing that guarantees guaranteed income right that you're going to make right a certain level it's nothing right. that says you get this college degree there's right. some protection right um so even the way i looked at when i really studied the structure of apprenticeships mm-hmm. like hmm this is interesting apprenticeships they're training you so it's essentially the same thing as a college right um because i'm training you for this job mm-hmm. but i'm paying you while you're doing it yeah and i'm paying you and i know that i'm going to hire you right. or that there is a company so industries pay apprenticeship schools right and so I'm, then I'm like, well, why in the these schools that need these career, industries that need college educated people? Why aren't y'all funding the college education mm-hmm. the way the skills and trade is funding it for? Because you need us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you need everybody needs everybody. Like you said, doctors. You mm-hmm. know, we need those. We need mm-hmm. college education. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing we have to look at is what are they taking in college? Mm-hmm. Um, because some of these degrees are out antedated. Yeah. Some of these degrees, as um, we get ready to go into AI, are going to be useless. Yeah. And so you have encouraged your child to go do this. Um, the one thing about a skill of trade, it doesn't really. You can't, you're not really going to get AI there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of jobs that are going to. So we really have to, especially post-COVID, yeah. we're going to have to think about something. I mean, I even called a try to order something the other day from a restaurant and they wanted me to place my order on the phone mm-hmm. on a, with a computer I'm not mm-hmm. placing my order with a computer <laughs> I'm like I refuse to do that I, want to talk to so, I know I was like I'm not doing this yeah um but then I realized like how many of these jobs are going to be mm-hmm. gone and so you know the one thing there's always going to be you know HVAC techs I'm like you know when I start and then as I started realizing the shortage yes and so i'm like we've pushed everybody here mm-hmm. and then we have so i'm like you know the one thing is every summer on the hottest day of the summer yeah your ac unit gonna go yeah out. and so what happens when they're like oh well, you know it's june the first my ac mm-hmm. out and they tell me we ain't gonna get to you to september right right you right. know and so you know i started meeting as i started going to different trades i used to start i started talking to these industries like okay what do your profession make mm-hmm. you know and the thing is most of them don't have college education, mm-hmm. and if they did it, um, the, ironically, if they do do it, they got tuition reimbursement right. through their job, so right. they have no debt. So they right. still may still go get that college mm-hmm. degree to say I did it because they're like, mm-hmm. oh, I did it, but I ain't doing no degree. I just mm-hmm. did it to say I did it, right? But they have no degree, right? Um, and just some of the things like elevator mechanics, they mm-hmm. were like, we would love more black kids, mm-hmm. but I'm like, well, where do you find it? At? And so the other thing. When they're in high school, senior year, mm-hmm. you get bombarded with all these college yes. um, postcards. We want you to come here. We want you to come here. There's nothing that says, oh, 
here go other options. So then mm-hmm. you stuck. Like so, it's done. We're targeted. We're marketed. Um, they we're targeted. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious. What do you think? Because career and technical education in the middle school, they're starting in middle school now, and in high school are supposed to be that way of exposing students to trades, to, you know, skilled trades, also to all these other industries. There's a lot that falls under CTE. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's supposed to help students understand how to stay current with the workforce. So you mentioned an AI and how that's changing and what different technologies are coming in, right? So if I'm in a career and technical education program in my high school, but I'm taking marketing, I'm supposed to be able to see how AI is going to affect this industry. Therefore, I know what jobs will be available in Example, marketing. Mm-hmm. How do we help parents see the value in those CT programs in the high schools and the middle schools? Because, you know, I hear a lot of parents saying like little things like, well, they don't teach life skills in high school anymore. They don't do this and they do that. But they do. Mm-hmm. They're in our CT programs. But you would rather your kid take AP mm-hmm. or you would rather your kid do something else. And you won't when they say I want to sign up for home ec, you think it's the home ec that you did when it's really not. Like they're learning science. They're learning the nutritional value of food. They're learning something more beyond than just how to keep house, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or they, if they want to do criminal justice or law and safety or do an engineering class, you're like, no, but you need to take AP English. Like how do we, it kind of goes back to that value again of the, <laughs> the degree, but just like how do we help parents see the value in our CT? Because that's, I think for me, where I sit a lot of times, especially coming from higher education, is that's the low-hanging fruit to get kids exposed a lot quicker and also parents. Yeah. So typically when they go to open house, they go straight to the math, the English, the social studies, but they never. And I know for a fact the CT tables are there. Those teachers are there. They, they're trying to show them the lab. Like, no, mm-hmm. they're not going to do that. It's just it's continue to raise awareness, continue to use platforms to talk on it, speak on it. Um, because it's going to take that before something, you know, continue to plant those seeds. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm like, will I touch every family? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to plant the seed and mm-hmm. hope that five years from now it doesn't look like this. Yeah. That I have to continue to move forward. Um, but I do, one of the things, and I'm, you know, I guess mom, I don't want to know what the college is ultimately doing is rebranding that mm-hmm. skill and trade mm-hmm. because now you're going to have to, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, what does it really look like? Because I'm like, I know a lot of people that are doing, if I have a friend, that are, they're building a $2 million home. Mm-hmm. Her nor her husband have a degree. Mm-hmm. Husband is a, owns a tow truck company. She's mm-hmm. an esthetician. Mm-hmm. They are building a $2 million mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. They're not supposed to be building that $2 million home. <laughs> they're not the typical <laughs> the college typical college, yeah. No, have no college education. Um, you know, and that's the thing is I also think we have to talk to more people that look like us that are doing very well successfully um, especially when it comes to builders I see a lot of um, a lot of people in construction um, black owned construction companies that look like and then I guess when you look at social media and what they've told us is successful it's you gotta mm-hmm. be able to buy Gucci and mm-hmm. this and that and you gotta be able to live this lavish lifestyle yeah. um, and so it looks like I need to do a certain thing to mm-hmm. get there when you know there are lots of people that do very well off of lawn maintenance yeah. um, companies, yeah. construction companies mm-hmm. that look like if you wouldn't know any better looking on out, like, oh, they might be making some fast money. Mm-hmm. They're not making fast mm-hmm. money. They are hard workers. They have mm-hmm. no degrees. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think when we 
have more people speak up like that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't have a college degree. Because usually the ones that don't have a college degree, they don't want to talk about it. You yeah. Know, because and I the think social media it, yeah. also really, because now it's, oh, you know, even if, you know, even when I graduated, I was in my 30s. So, so I got my college degree. So everybody, oh, congratulations, congratulations. Um, and so we've kind of created that this is what it needs to look mm-hmm. like, you know. Um, so even coming from, you know, just that single mom to be like, you know, I, I invested a lot. Like I took a lot from being a mother to go back to college. Mm-hmm. And it didn't do what it was supposed to do. Yeah, um, I, sacri- yeah. I was away from home, especially doing my master's. I was gone every Saturday for two whole years. Wow. Um, all the way to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, missed a lot of my daughter's stuff. And it's like I could have did an apprenticeship. Mm-hmm have been a plumber or electrician mm-hmm. i would have found anything else of all because mm-hmm. all i really wanted to do was to be able to provide for my family mm-hmm. and be self-sufficient mm-hmm. um and so i'm like i didn't have to do almost six years mm-hmm. of this like you know i could have done this and so mm-hmm. you know we really have to i guess educate um yeah. you know and then it's like i say it's hard like it took me and i'm still learning i, yeah. I still am finding different opportunities it's like oh where did this is but I found it. Yeah. But other people don't. And it's yeah. like, where is it at? You know, I'm calling and, you know, and so like, um, I think one of the things we talked about was, you know, if we recruit, are you going to be there to, right. to help them or whatever? Or, you know, am I just recruiting and nobody so can say you got your numbers? Yeah, you yeah. got your numbers. But, you know, are we pushing it through? Um, are you going, because like I said, I get a lot of pushback you know hey i'm trying to call this person trying to find this um you know who do i talk to and Mm -hmm. you know and so that's another thing because the one thing is when that parent gets ready to call johnson c smith Mm -hmm. they got the mission's office yeah they're not going to get to run around because they need their numbers right um, right versus all of these other places i can't get nobody on the phone and yeah um i gotta track down where where is this at yeah the one thing is colleges have been standing in the same place for years it's not the same for the skills and trade and they aren't recruiting yeah colleges yeah 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 you said something and i'll say this and then i have have one more question but you made me think about a conversation i was having with one of my friends um and um because i think high schools or schools typically when we if they if they are talking about the skill trades they only go to that student who is you know making what they don't consider good grades Mm -hmm. right 3.0 and above we're not being talked to Mm -hmm. about these things and so I was a high flyer in high school. I did I did really well in high school. But one of the things I told my friend is she was like, well, you wouldn't have done it anyway. I was like, but still, I would have wanted to have the option mm-hmm. other than just go to college. Because when I graduated, I wanted to be a lawyer. Well, c- you know, a couple of years later, and I get ready to apply to law school. And I start talking to people. And the law school that I apply to, people don't really, you know, you know, respect it. And then also the market is saturated. So the month I attached being a lawyer to making a certain amount of income when that wasn't going to be the case. Mm -hmm. So I had to rethink my goals. Mm -hmm. Um, But I remember telling her, you know, something as simple as language, because I asked her, her sister is an architect. I grew up in rural County in Virginia. And I said, how does she know the word architect? Like to even know that was a word, that was a thing, that was a profession. Like, how does she know? And she had someone in her family who was an architect. So I think, you know, exposure definitely helps with that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I wish I wish someone had just said something like that or said, have you thought about being a plumber or all these other things? And she, she was like, well, you never would have been a plumber. I may not have, mm-hmm. but I would have loved to, to, to say no. Right. I would have loved to, to turn down that opportunity. Um, and even just like the adults in my life 
being honest with me. I remember talking to someone who was in law enforcement. I was describing to them what I wanted to do. And maybe they didn't know, so I'm not blaming them. But I, it came down to I wanted to be a profiler. Well, that job doesn't exist. There's no such thing. Because, but I was watching, like, CSI and criminal, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, I'm watching all these things. And I'm like, okay, that's what I'm going to be. But, no, what I'm really trying to be, I want to be a, a criminal psychologist or a psychiatrist that can think through the minds of criminal behavior. It, but a profiler as an occupation doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't exist so anyway I, I had to get my life together but I just even talking to my friend and she was like well you never would have done it anyway I might not have but can mm -hmm. you at least just tell give me the opportunity to deny it and I think back or to turn it away and I think back on how I grew up where I was raised you know and it's even harder for rural areas you know I has off I almost get jealous and mad at the, the students here in Charlotte because we didn't have near none of these opportunities and still now we don't have anywhere near these opportunities where i'm from we don't even have a robust workforce mm -hmm. they've closed down all the major companies that used oh. to employ the people in our community so most people have to drive an hour and a half away to oh. go to work or they work in a local school system and or in local government so the opportunities are they don't really exist but if i had had the opportunities that these kids have i don't know what I would have done mm -hmm. so a lot of times when I'm talking to students I'm just like I just I hear you and I'm talking to parents like I hear you but y'all just don't know how blessed you all are just even have these type of type of options right um so um but my last question for you is so I always kind of end my podcast with this and just to kind of see what people are so I told you you know kind of the historical background of my dissertation around Booker T Washington W W B Du Bois and so I would ask you like Whose camp are you in or, or who whose side do you and maybe you don't have a side, but what is your thoughts around those two gentlemen? Um, it's interesting. I'm not listening to you break it down. I'm going to have to do some research because I never looked at either one of them from that perspective. So it's like now I got to go back and really understand it. Mm -hmm. um, and I have enjoyed, you know, just listening to you talk about this historical piece because I didn't even think back to slavery and mm -hmm. all of this stuff. I'm just like, what is going on now? Mm -hmm. um, but I. I don't know. I will probably be in the middle. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I think, I think that is the, ch the, probably the challenge for our communities is we don't look back enough on slate on how history impacts our decisions today. Mm -hmm. And we just keep repeating it. So. It just keeps, mm -hmm. and we don't really learn from, or we blame them for where we are now, mm -hmm. right? And the reality is, at the end of the day, they were doing just what the best that they could do. Yeah. And they were working with what they, you know, doing what they could work with. But I, I think back as to how much wealth we had back then as a community. Now, it was taken from us. Yeah. Hands down. Mm -hmm. and it, but we had it. Yeah. And we had it by doing everything, mm -hmm. not yes. just one area, right? Mm -hmm. And even this, the ones that graduated from college, they were able to go to college because uncle, granddaddy and uncle worked a skill. Exactly. So you needed that labor to mm -hmm. get to college. Um, mm -hmm. And I do also think it plays a, a role because it, it, it still creates a level of division because what I often see is, you know, even if there's a household and 
the wife goes to college and the husband is a trade becomes he has a trade he's construction and he's doing all of this becomes a level where once she gets this college degree Mm -hmm. you have me i'm better than you Mm. and so you're beneath me Mm. um and so even then that it allows us to division because what ultimately happens is you know those students that you know as long as we do that we're going to have this Oh, that's them versus us. And so yeah. we say divided versus we all need each other. Yeah, um, Because, do. you know, um, you know, even like when it comes to college education degrees um, and those professions, um, if it comes to somebody having a, a criminal background, we care about it. Mm. When your plumbing is stopped up, mm-hmm. you don't care that he right. got a degree. You don't even <laughs> ask for it before we you don't. let him in the house. We don't. We and don't. so, you know, it's um, and I even I think about uh, um, this one lady um, I recently met and she tells me the story. She's like, oh. I was all mom. I don't want to go to college. Um, but she said her son, all growing up, he was um, supposed to be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. She said had him in all kind of law degrees. Her, um, he was supposed to go to Clark Atlanta. Um, her dad was a, a Clark Atlanta graduate. He died, left him the money that he was, she was supposed to use so he can go to college. Um, in high school, he started hanging with some Hispanics that owned the flooring company. Their family had a flooring company. So mm-hmm. he hung with them. He learned flooring in high school. She said the day her son graduated was honors he supposed to go to college mm-hmm. supposed to be a lawyer she's all kind of law law programs growing up anything that was law related she had a minute she had a day of his high school graduation he said i'm not going to college i'm gonna do mm. flooring mm. she's almost didn't go to his graduation mm. and i said huh and she said i almost didn't go to his graduation she said it took me a while she said, i was so mad she said then i'm looking and he's graduating with honors yeah and he's doing flooring she showed me his the floors that he did in her house amazing mm-hmm. and so i was like well did you give them the money that you know the best i spent that money i was so mad Ooh. i was like oh no <laughs> she was like i was really yeah angry for no, a real. long time and i was like wow i said like, what you know but it was about you yeah and so the other thing is we have to take it where it's not about us as a parents mm-hmm. and about us feeling like we have failed mm-hmm. but about them finding happiness mm-hmm. because mental health is real mental yeah. illness is real and when we put when we put that type of pressure yeah on young people to continue to fit in something this generation ain't fitting in it right like tiktok should show you they are not <laughs> like you look at instagram these they will go off and tell all their parents business yeah they are not going with the flow yeah and this is also going to be a microwave generation that mm-hmm. colleges that even Four-year universities are going to have to adjust some things mm-hmm. because this mm-hmm. generation is not going to just go with the flow. Yeah. The one thing that I think my daughter really didn't like about college was going to be the um, economic um, investment. Mm-hmm. She just never saw taking out a student mm-hmm. loan. She's anti-student loan. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about this generation that's coming up, your parents have student loans. Mm-hmm. And your parents talking on the phone mm-hmm. with their friends, girl, this student loan this, mm-hmm. and I hate this student loan. Mm-hmm. Why would they go sign up for that? Mm-hmm. Why am I going to go sign up for that? When I watch my mama go, you know, and get this college degree, and mm-hmm. she got this college degree, but she's still fussing about a student loan that she got before she had me. Yeah. And I'm graduating, so I supposed to sign up? They're not going yeah. to do it. Yeah. They're not, you know, they're seeing mama got to work two and three jobs. Yeah. They're not going to do it. Yeah. yeah. And so we have to get to where we, you know, we just just allow them to be happy. Yeah. Um, and, and like yeah. you said, I like what you said. You know, even though you were uh high-performing student, you should have been exposed to everything. Everything. Because mm-hmm. they're a high, they're a very smart. Even um, I know the guy was just saying about a young lady that graduated um, valedictorian of her school. All through college, high school, everybody's like, oh, you're going to be a doctor? You're so smart. You're so smart. You're going to be a doctor. She went to college and failed. Mm. 
Mm. And she was depressed um, and she was suicidal. And so she ended up because she flunked out um, or whatever. But she went doing when she came home. She found somebody told about an electrician and mm-hmm. they were working it. So she ended up going to get a job and started as a she's like top master mm-hmm. electrician. And they say every so often her dad will say, Well, when are you going back to get that degree? Mm-hmm. But she's happy being an electrician. Yeah. She don't want to, she yeah. don't even want to be a doctor. Yeah. And so it's you gotta be smart to be an electrician. You do. You gotta be smart to be an HVAC mm-hmm. tech. Those come with brains. So mm-hmm. even then one of my hashtags is brains and trades. Yeah. Because we need to understand that just because you're smart don't mean that you're supposed to be book smart. Yeah. Um, um, don't you know and even you know even in just really and I guess we really have to educate on this idea of that you know only college students are studying and stuff mm-hmm. and they're learning mm-hmm. apprenticeships that's four years of learning mm-hmm. you know they're just doing it different they're mm-hmm. doing more hands on yeah. and so even what it, everybody learns different yeah. you know I had to learn like this in high school because yeah. this was the only type of education yeah. afforded yeah. for me but when do we even explore what is your learning because style, you know yeah. if your learning style is hands on mm-hmm. then I definitely don't need to send you to college yeah. because you definitely don't want to study right. Right. 40 pages and right. stuff tonight because that's right. not what you learn right. um, and so how do we you know how do we just do it all yeah. and be proud of whatever that looks like yeah yeah no that's good I think that's a good stopping point because we probably could talk for <laughs> no but this is good stuff like it's mm-hmm. really it's real and then just as you were talking I was thinking about I mean, this is a whole nother conversation, but the weight. I know I went to a PWI when I graduated mm-hmm. college. And I thank God that I was uh, very solid in my blackness. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of people who look like me who went to these PWIs that weren't. Mm-hmm. And the stuff that you're exposed to, the way that people talk to you, the way mm-hmm. that people treat you. to Like, I was reminded my freshman year that, oh, I'm a minority. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't grow up with that mindset because I'm, in my community, I'm the majority. Mm-hmm. But when I went to this PWI, I was a minority, and they made sure I knew that I was a minority. Mm-hmm. So what does that, that takes a toll. I don't, mm-hmm. that don't, that doesn't care if you're a 4.0 student or a 1.0 mm-hmm. student. And I know that even played a major role in my mm-hmm. daughter um, because my oldest did go to a PWI. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, you know, quickly found out mm-hmm. that, you know, you you black. Yeah. Um, and you black and you are tolerated, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and so she definitely had some very uncomfortable. And I know that probably played a role mm-hmm. in it as well. And it just understanding, you know. This is not what I want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's definitely um, playing a role. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, I thank you for shedding light on a lot of the mental health things, and I think that's a huge part of this conversation. Um, but yeah, anything else you want to share with the people before um, we go? No, the only thing I will say is if you know a graduating senior um, that's graduated this year and is not going to four-year college, um, please go on Eventbrite. It's what they're going to say. Mm-hmm. My life after college, uh, my life after high school, um, decision day um and that's sunday july 9th um okay. and so we just encouraging families to you know um register their youth um because it even allows us to kind of support that family in that mm-hmm. decision you know one of the questions that for a graduate senior is to kind of explore you know what are their thoughts on you know if you're not going to it you know do you not even have a clue mm-hmm. um but we have a um career signing day kit that families can order and have shipped to them in that way wherever they are they can decorate it and host their own signing day and okay. their families, and they just we just join virtually, and you know, reach at you know, check in and let them ex- it, let them say this is you know we're mm-hmm. not doing this. Um, you know, I've seen I saw somebody her son was her son's being a fire he joined um be a firefighter. Okay. Um, and so she posted their sign today, and I'm like, wow, because we don't see those signs, we yeah. don't get to see the pride in 
this child, even if they don't have a clue. It should right. be fine to say right. I don't have a clue because right. then we can kind of help you. Yeah. Um, but yeah. if you're doing it in shame, yeah. your child is sitting at home and you were frustrated, you yeah. know, like, no. So, yeah. you know, we do have that coming up on July 9th um, that really excited. And even my friend that's hosting it, um, she was a teen mom. Her and her husband have no degree, but they have successful businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, living an amazing lifestyle mm-hmm. right now um, with no college. And, you know, and she understood it because one went to school, one daughter, one child didn't. And so, mm-hmm. you know, truly she's been um, very supportive, you know, because there's so many of us that are like, oh, this is really what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, let's we continue the conversation. You know, I love the work that you're doing. Um, but, you know, we just continue to. Push forward. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. All right. Bye, everybody.